Hey, thanks for joining this podcast today. We're going to talk about the closing out of 2022 and the upcoming year of 2023. And I just hope you're blessed today and enjoying this weather we're having, this snow one day, rain the next, this heat wave that's coming through. Wow, what a time to live in Michigan. Sit back and enjoy this podcast. Share it with somebody and just pray for us this year as we going to 2023 together. God bless. Hey, everybody out in podcast land. How you doing out there? It's David coming at you with a podcast, maybe one or two more to close out this year of 2022. We are fast approaching the year 2023 within days. How do you feel about that? Are you excited? Anxious? Or is it just another day? I was thinking the other day, the years, as we go through the years, like 1990, 2000, 2010, 2020, and so on and so forth. Those are just mechanisms which humans can like measure their days or upcoming events or a span of time that we are occupying so to speak dogs aren't worried about time or calendars or watches or even clocks animals aren't worried about that kind of stuff except for their movement patterns and the way they do things they're not on a day-to-day basis of saying oh it's time to get up what time is it let's go do this And then thinking back in years past and times, I just don't think that they're as occupied with that kind of stuff as humans are. And if you think about it, God is outside of time. I wonder how he runs his days. I wonder if he has a watch, a calendar, or appointments. I know he has appointed times. He's he's given us appointed times and seasons and things like that but the time that we run our lives on is is one of the unique things for human beings and that's why we celebrate a new year it almost represents something of shedding of a past and looking to a future and if you've been like me or probably the typical christian for the last few years you're probably really focusing on end time events And that word itself has the word time in it. End time. End time events. What are end time events? Well, prophecies. Things that Revelation may have spoke of or other books like Isaiah or the different books in the Bible like Daniel. And how they went through prophecies or events that were going to happen based upon time frames like the way vials are poured out upon the earth or seals are opened up. Those are all time frames. And that's nothing I really want to get into talking to about today, but I figured that would be something we could start off our conversation with today about time since we're closing out a year and opening up a new year. It's almost like a chapter of a book. And just wonder how year 2023 is going to be for all of us. I know 2022 was pretty eventful, lots of things. I know this summer I had one of my great, great years of harvest and planting and doing all that sort of stuff 
um, great events that happened throughout my family this this last year, and just just good things you can look at, you know, birthdays, stuff like that. And we all have our share of bad moments too that we can plot on the calendar or our times past in our mind and we can recount and look back and those things are not for dismissal so to speak so easily because you can learn from those things you can glean from those any any bad event that happened in your life or bad time frame you can look back and say man I didn't handle that so well or man these people just don't have the best interests of me or my family in in their hands so I should just kind of like separate or or things like that or you can use events to help people to look to people and say hey I was your age at one time let me explain something to you how this works what I did during this time it didn't work for me because of this this and this or you could tell some young person hey listen uh, I made some bad choices over here in this area and I want to give you some heads up if you go ahead and do it this way it'll probably be beneficial to you and it'd be better off only because I made mistakes and I just want to tell you how to avoid it and those are some good things you can glean from in time looking back in your mind in time the unique thing about humans are that I believe being one and reading the Bible you know as long as you know me and friends and family have is we can look ahead and see future events even though they don't happen we can plot or plan or look ahead to future events now you can plan events and I was thinking about this the other day you can plan all kinds of stuff and it it will come to pass lots of things come to pass that we plan but it never happens a hundred percent because we don't we don't tell the future we don't have that. We cannot tell the future of everybody. We cannot look ahead and see everybody's future. We get a glimpse sometimes, and we get, might have an idea of something, but we can't like say it for a hundred percent. Now, let me read some scriptures to you. Uh, Proverbs chapter fifteen. We're going to read verses thirty-one, thirty-two, and thirty-three. Proverbs chapter fifteen. Here we go. The ear that heareth. The reproof of life abideth among the wise. He that refuseth instruction despiseth his own soul. But he that heareth reproof getteth understanding. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. The last few statements there, and before honor is humility. That's an interesting, interesting thought there, because a lot of times we don't like that. We don't want to be humiliated. We don't want to be the last in line. We don't want to fail. We don't want to make mistakes. We don't want to stick out as a sore thumb. We don't want to be unpopular. We don't want to be that person called uh, a loser, a failure, a nobody, somebody that set goals and never makes their goals, somebody that plans all the time but never can fulfill those plans. We don't want to be called that kind of person. But the Bible stating here, before you can go up in honor, sometimes you have to go down first. And nobody likes going down. Why would you have to go down? Well, because you made a mistake. The good thing about that is telling me that you tried. If you never made a mistake, that means you never tried. 
And sometimes by trying many times, you make many mistakes before you get that one golden ticket, before you make that one good choice, before you make that one good thing. And it's built upon many failures. And by making those failures, you you adjust your direction. You adjust your life. You adjust your situation based on how you failed, the mistakes you made. Think of it like a scientist. You know, scientists are all the famous raves of the last couple centuries maybe they one thing about scientists is they get an idea they put an idea in their head or somebody gives them an idea they formulate a plan and then they start to work on it and countless mistakes are made many labs are burned down or just failures happen many maybe explosions happen and some of the things your elements you're putting together maybe you know the idea of you know, traveling someplace didn't work out because you made too many wrong turns. And every time you readjusted your turns, you finally made it to that place. You were, no one was out there, but you just could never make it or nobody could ever make it. And you were going to explore the wild frontier, but you kept taking the wrong turn. And finally, that one time you get in that boat and you take that one trip, you land in the place that is the greatest promised land on earth. These things happen all the time on earth. These happen throughout history, centuries. One thing to take note since I'm talking about this is knowledge. Do you know a lot of the knowledge of human, the human history has been hidden from the common man, like me and you. Even though we have Google at the fingertips, we have computer at our fingertips and all the knowledge, all that knowledge is usually controlled. And if you don't see it in the day and age that you're in right now, you're very blind. Everybody is being manipulated by their search results, by the definitions they look up. Do you know that they're even changing definitions based on the way they feel or based on they don't want to get in trouble, so they change definitions? That's happening. It's happening all around us. And it's been happening for a very long time. And it's nothing new. Back when the church was in charge of the world... I'm talking about the big C Catholic Church. They controlled all knowledge. And it was against the law for anybody to read the Bible, except for like in Latin or in their their way of speaking. They, They wouldn't let nobody else do it. They wrote it in that way so the common man couldn't just access it. He had to go to that priest. You know, they were like the gatekeepers of knowledge. And if you had any kind of knowledge outside of them, you were either a witch, a warlock, or whatever they wanted to call you, you know, a heretic. And they would punish you. And they controlled all that knowledge. The same knowledge that you might have had, they have commonplace laying on their tables behind the doors. But you weren't allowed to have it. That has not changed, folks. You might think you have knowledge. You might think you know how to get all the knowledge. But that's very controlled knowledge nowadays. It's very controlled. And histories of the human race are being erased to the common man. But as you go up in status and wealth, you get access to these things. The elites above us have access to all this stuff. Why do you think they look down on us? Why do you think they keep us in schools that doesn't teach anything? They teach you math that matters to nobody. Like you're never going to use that math on your common job that they're going to keep you in your common place. And I really believe a lot of times they use that kind of stuff to make you feel bad. And to cause all kinds of division by the way they grade people and keep everybody separated, feeling like they're insignificant and pushing people down because that's the world's knowledge. That's the world's way of doing things. It's easy 
to see it that way when you start to look as God's way and world's way. There's a worldly way of doing things and there's a godly way of doing things. Now, what did we just read? The ear that heareth the reproof of life abideth among the wise. He that refuseth instruction despises his own soul. But he that heareth reproof getteth understanding. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. All of the world's wise that does not believe in God have a worldly knowledge. And if you notice, they're on a they're on a great crusade to stamp out God or anybody that believes in God. They hate religion. They hate God. But the problem is, is they formed their own religion in doing so. They have formed their own religion with their own priest, their own books, their own church. They formed it all. By stepping, stepping away from God, they have created a religion and they've created all the steps that they hate. They become subject to the very thing that they hate. Kind of reminds me of Romans chapter 1. If you want to go back and read Romans chapter 1, it's a great insight into today's world. And it's something that was 2,000 years ago, and it's still applicable today. I read them Romans many times, many, many times over the years. But I remember back over 20 years ago when I first started reading the Bible, Romans chapter 1 was one of the big books that stuck out. And the things in Romans 1 were something that you could look back and say, Man, Sodom and Gomorrah fits right into this place. And the things that you would read in Romans 1 was was like very sporadic around America and not commonplace in the world. But as time went on, Romans chapter 1 is front and center now. It is the very thing that we are dealing with on a daily basis. They are polluting the world. They're polluting the human race. They're polluting brothers and sisters on this world. They're doing it in the in the use of sexual purity or sexual freedom, and it's the same thing they tried back in the 70s with with the, the flower children, sexual freedom, liberation. It's the same thing they used it then. It worked, and they're using it again. It's it's happening again, folks. Everything. It's the same propaganda. It's the same people behind it. It's the same agenda, and they do have an agenda. And I have been blabbering my mouth from the top of rooftops. And I can count on one finger how many people are really considering what I'm saying. And I can count on multiple fingers and hands and toes how many people scoff, don't care, dismiss, argue, call me names. And I don't do it for that. Because nobody likes to be in that place. That's not a place. No, We already talked about that. Nobody likes to be put down. Everybody likes to be lifted up. Everybody likes to have honor. Everybody wants to be validated for their knowledge. They want to be validated for their works. They want to be validated for what they do. Even in the church, even in God's kingdom, people want to be validated. Why? Because it tells you, hey, you're on the right road. Hey, the one that's over you really approves of what you're doing. Good boy. Good job. But when you hear silence or you hear tons of negativity all the time, that really starts to cause you to question everything. But then you have to step in by faith and you have to hold on to the book, the Bible, 
and you have to stay focused and you have to keep moving ahead, keep moving forward. And that's what it is. Little by little and step by step. Sometimes you make very small strides and the days that you make very big leaps, you got to take those too. One thing I struggle with is is being a minister of the gospel and that's the minister of the good news. You know, the good news. That's what the gospel is. We know this. But the Bible tells us in many spots about reproof, correction, straightening somebody's path, um, just truths sometimes that are abrasive to our lives because it challenges us. It makes us to look at our lives in a mirror and say, what kind of a manner of man am I? What am I doing? Am I affecting anybody? What is my life like? What are the things I need to fix? What are the things that are causing me to have my issues? How do I fix my situations? How do I connect to God and plug into God so I can get the spirit into my life to work? And so then I can be partnership with God in all these things to become a better human being, a better Christian, a better son or daughter of God. How do we do those things? That's the challenge, folks. Do you know why it's a challenge? Because you're not in a vacuum. If you were in a vacuum by yourself and you removed all obstacles and you removed all challenges, all temptations, all sins, it's easy. Why not? But when you start introducing those things I just talked about removing, it changes the dynamics of everything you do. Every step you make, every move you make, every decision you decide, everything is challenged and the enemy is going to challenge you all the time. All the time, folks. He's never going to sleep. He's never going to give up. His job is to be a buffer. He's an agitator. He's an attacker, an accuser of the brethren. So, As we close out this year, I would like you, my listeners, to reflect on maybe some of the sermons you heard this year, some of the readings you've read this year, some of the inspirations maybe people have spoken to you, and how did you fare this year? Was it a total failure? Was there ups and downs? Was it a total success? How are you going to go into the next year, 2023? You're going to go in there just... And let me pause right there and think about this for a second. You know how many people over my life I have seen, just because New Year comes, they think, I'm going to make a resolution. And it's a resolution that sets themselves up for failure. And before too long into the next year, they've already failed off the get-go. They they try to do something big. They know they have a vice or a situation or a problem or something they want to change and work on. And they go all gung-ho in it with no real plan no longevity to it, and they set themselves up for failure. I don't want you to do that, folks. I don't want to see any of you do that. I would rather you find something small that you can achieve and then move to something else. And I'm not giving you any any um, any uh, validation to stay in a failed state. I don't want you to be in a failed state. I want you to be successful. I want you to be happy. I want you to be an overcomer but sometimes that takes little by little small bites 
Many small bites will still consume that pie. But if you take one gigantic portion of that pie right off the get-go, you're not going to eat it many times and you're going to make yourself sick. And that's like a lot of resolutions that people do. They make these resolutions that set themselves up for failure and you've already set the tone for your new year. What is the new tone? I tried to do something, I failed, so why do anything else? That's not a good attitude to have going into a new year. But why not celebrate in the beginning, set yourself up for a small victory, take that victory, and on the, on the grounds of making that victory and as it propels you forward, set yourself up for another one. And stay prayerful and let God help you and work on these things that you need to work on. That's what we're here for, to do this with each other. That's what your job is, to read the Bible and to find out how I can become a better son or daughter of God. How can I work on the things that God dislikes in my life? What are the things that are in my hands that God's asking me to do that he's not going to wipe away, that he wants you or I to work on to overcome, to be an overcomer this year? I want you to think about those things. And right now I want to pray just in case this is the last podcast of the year. I want to, I want to be known to you guys as somebody that prayed with you as the year closed out. So let us pray together and I will try to make another podcast before New Year's, but you just never know what's going to happen nowadays with the sicknesses and the way, way everything's been going on. December was a washed out month for sickness in our household. We were wiped out in December. And so one good thing I'm looking forward to is I can't wait for good weather to come soon. I can't wait for summer to get here. Hallelujah. Summer of 2023 is going to be amazing. I cannot wait. Warm weather. Praise Jesus. Let us pray together, folks. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this year we've had, 2022. What a year it has been. And Lord, I thank you for all the the books in the Bible we have read together, all the situations we've talked about this year, all the progress we have made together, and all the things that we have set as goals or strategies, and we formulated situations and plans to help our families, help ourselves, help our friends, help to unify each other. And Lord, we are going to close out 2022 knowing that we did the best we could with what we have by faith. And we're looking ahead to 2023 and the coming of whatever you're going to bring into our life. We know that the end times are upon us. We talked about that. And we know that you're in it with us, God. And you chose us as a chosen generation to be in such a time as this. And what a time it is. And Lord, help us to be great soul winners. to, To win not just random souls, but the souls that you have chosen. The ones that you marked on the forehead the ones that you wrote your name in their heart, the ones you wrote your name on their foreheads and you called them out of this world and, and you've you've called them, Lord, and you've called us to go and reach for them and to get them and to find them. Help us to be discerners of the Spirit and to do the work that you've called us to do and to achieve that in this coming year. Help us, Lord, and we'll give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you all. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Really, Take some time with your family and enjoy this upcoming year, this great New Year's Eve that's coming up. Just just bless somebody with the Word of God. Remember everything we talked about today. Dwell on it. Consider it. Read it. And be blessed. In Jesus' name, God bless.
Thanks for listening to this podcast. Please share this podcast. Pray for me. Pray for this ministry. Pray that we can reach those souls out there that have never heard of Jesus, that have never heard of anything in the Bible, and that we can become effective in this upcoming year together. Let's work together and reach souls for Jesus. God bless. Hey, have you ever heard of MyPillow? I'm sure you have. It's on all the commercials that you can see on TV. Well, I'm a user of MyPillow. I used to have migraines, real bad neck aches, but MyPillow helped me in such a way that I don't get migraines and I have to use MyPillow every time I go to bed. I even take it when I go on a trip. My wife and I have to have our pillows, the MyPillow with us wherever we go. You can get the MyPillow too by going to MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell is a Christian. He's a good man. And he produced a very good product. I am advertising MyPillow for free for him. And if I were you, I would buy a MyPillow. I'm doing it because I know it works. It's a great product. And it'll be a great blessing to you and to whoever you buy it from. God bless. And go to MyPillow.com and order MyPillow or wherever you go and you see a my pillow buy the my pillow and watch you will be blessed